It is blessing to talk about India from India. India is the largest democratic nation in the world with many languages, cultures and religion. But moving as one nation with 1.39 billion people, India has freedom of speech so that one can talk, teach and preach. Pastor John Carter has started his gospel meetings in public in India in 2006 and he found millions of people are unaware of the gospel. So he started his television programs in 2007 till today non-stop in one of the South Indian languages called Telugu that is taking this gospel to nearly 500 million people. And last two deadly years, there are millions of people dying in India with COVID without knowing Jesus. And that is pushed Pastor John Carter to start his television programs in Hindi, aiming to reach nearly a billion people. And it, is, it, it became possible just because of your help. We thank you, everyone. We thank every family of yours because you're standing in support to Pastor John Carter to do this great work in India. We also pray God to strengthen you more, to extend your support to Pastor John Carter to do this work in India in future also. We love you. We thank you. God bless you. People around the world keep the spirit of Christmas in different ways. Some celebrate the birth of Christ with old traditions, nativity scenes, caroling, and sleigh rides. Others prepare a family feast or serve dinner at the local homeless shelter. Festive decorations go up inside and outside homes. Others keep Christmas only in their hearts because to celebrate the birth of Christ in some cultures is dangerous. So the question becomes, not only how do we keep Christmas in our own special way, but how shall we keep Christmas at all? Here is Pastor John Carter. Hello, friend. Welcome today to the Carter Report. This is a very special program, and we give you a very special welcome. Years ago, in communist Berlin, there was a poor fellow who was thrown into this dreadful dungeon. He was a prisoner of conscience. The communists were starving him. He was freezing cold. And after some months, he wondered, how can I last any longer? Then it was December 25, Christmas Day. A day the same as every other day under the communists who did not believe in Christ. But then something quite amazing happened. There was a banging on the prison door. Instead of pushing the little bit of food through the slit in the door, the guard had arrived. He was this big communist, this, this big German. He pushed open the door and he came into the prison cell carrying this huge tray groaning with food. There was this big plate of steaming vegetables and all sorts of food. In a very gruff voice, the big communist guard shouted at the prisoner, and comrade, happy Christmas, merry Christmas to you. <laughs> the prisoner was amazed. 
This was the greatest gift he had ever received in all his life. Later on, some years later, and I read this story about 60 years ago when I was a boy. I read this article in the Reader's Digest. It was entitled, Nobody Owes Me a Christmas. He told of the joy that flooded into his soul, into, into his heart, in this communist cell in East Berlin on December 25. Somehow, even in this hellhole, the Spirit of Christ had come flooding in and he had been filled with joy. Now, my friend, it doesn't matter whether you believe in December 25 or not. Most of us know that Jesus was not born December 25. But we believe this, irrespective as to when he was born, God became a human being. Jesus came into this world And when he came, he changed things forever and ever and ever. Now here in the land down under, you'll see we've got a Christmas tree. And you may wonder, why on earth do they have a Christmas tree seeing they don't believe that Jesus was born on December 25? (laughs) I mean, it's it's a very good, good question, isn't it? But in my church, we had what we believed was a modern-day prophet. Her name was Alan. And somebody asked her one occasion, do you think it's wrong to have a Christmas tree? Is it against your religion? And she said, it's not against my religion. Because she believed that the time of December 25 should be spent sharing the love of Christ with other people, especially people who are not blessed as we are blessed. Now today, I've got something special I'm going to share with you. You notice we've got some little teddy bears here. (laughs) They seem out of place in the middle of summer, in the Antipodes, uh, seems a million miles from the United States of America. From our office at Production Centre, in California. But for many years, we had a Christmas tree in our church in Arcadia. Let me tell you the story. Beverly and her team invited church members to bring teddy bears, which were given out at children's hospitals. So Eunice Fletcher and her husband Dennis would put up this tremendous Christmas tree And people would bring teddy bears and all sorts of gifts for little children in the hospitals. Uh, Sometimes it was to adopt a family in need of food and clothing. Other times children placed money on our Christmas tree. And that would go to some special mission project. The idea was to encourage our children to think of others, not just of themselves. And you know what Jesus said. This is one of the most glorious statements that our blessed Lord ever made. He said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. 
And if you share in my sentiments today, I'm going to ask you to send us some teddy bears. Send them to our office in, in the United States of America. Send them to our office here in, in Australia. Our office is in Moore Park, California. And my staff, they're just marvelous people. They'll be waiting to receive the teddy bears. And in the name of Christ, I promise you, we will take these teddy bears, we will take your teddy bear to the hospital and we will give them to little children and we will tell them, Jesus loves you and we love you too. Merry Christmas, Pastor Carter, from your friends and the Carter Report team in Los Angeles. People have often wondered, was Jesus born on December 25th? Well, of course we know Jesus was not born on December 25. But the good news is Jesus was born. I really don't care when Jesus was born. I'm just glad that God became a man in the person of of Jesus. Now before I forget it, before it, before it slips out of this mind of mine, I want to send greetings to special people around the world. I want to send greetings to Dr. Julia Ukana and her team in Russia. Julia, it's cold now in Nizhny Novgorod. You've got your wonderful team of young people there in the Marvelous 3ABN Center in Nizhny Novgorod. We send you our love and we send you our greetings. Uh, we send our greetings to our team in the United States of America. Uh, to Don and MK, Wayne and Marilyn and Jacob and Susie and Javier. Sherito, Angela, Angie and Sherry. You're just a wonderful team and we miss you so much here in our little special studio right here in Australia. We have Beverly and David and we're sending you greetings and love today. We send you greetings to Shane and to Keith and to Kim and Tom and Bob and Greg and, and over there to 3ABN to our very special and our beloved friends Danny and Yvonne, we miss you folks. We love you lots. And at this Christmas time, we send you our greetings. In Australia, greetings to Pastor Harold and his wife Glenda and Dr. John and Sue. And back to the United States, we send greetings to Mrs. Willie Jordan, the president of the famous Fred Jordan Mission meeting today on Skid Row, downtown Los Angeles. We love you, Willie. We appreciate you. We send you greetings. Down to Florida, we send greetings to Jim and Camille, Gilly, wonderful friends from Texas days. In the name of Christ, at this special time of the year, we send you love and we send you greetings. Now, Wayne, I guess I, I better try to answer your question. Was Jesus born December 25? Now, we know that the Romans celebrated December 25 long before the birth of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. This was the middle 
of winter. December 25, the sun was a little bit higher up there in the sky. And so they called it the birthday, the birthday of the sun, the S-U-N. And when the priests of Rome went out to convert the world, when they met all those pagans, they discovered they were keeping certain holidays, certain days. One day was the first day of the week. It was Sunday, the day in honour of the sun god. And December 25 was quite similar to the first day of the week. It was the birthday of the unconquered sun. So the priest said, keep those days. And thus they were able to bring many, many converts, pagans, into the Christian church. But I want to tell you folks something today. I want to make this ever so plain. I tell it to you from my heart to your heart. I don't really care when Jesus was born. I don't know the day when Jesus was born. It doesn't matter to me when Jesus was born. What matters is this, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came into this world to save sinners just like me. And you too. But let me read you a text now. I'm going to come to the gospel according to Luke chapter 2 and verses 1 down to 8. Are you ready for this text? Here we go. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 and onwards. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered, not taxed, the King James Version says that all the world should be taxed. No, no, this was not talking about taxation. It was talking about a census. Because the next verse says, this census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So Jesus was born about the time of the census. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. How amazing. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. This was the greatest event in the history of of the world because, as the Bible says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word was with God and the word was God. Just think about this. This is almost too hard to believe that the almighty God who created the cosmos was born 
of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Absolutely amazing. But this passage also tells us why Jesus could not have been born on December 25. December 25 in the Northern Hemisphere, unlike here in Australia where it's pretty hot, in the Northern Hemisphere is wintertime. I've been to Israel, Palestine, been to Jerusalem, Bethlehem on December 25. Once when I was in Jerusalem at Christmas time, it was snowing. Now Jesus was born at the time of the census and no Roman governor, no Roman emperor was crazy enough to have a census in the middle of winter because the roads would be too hard to travel on. But Jesus was born at a time when the climate was such that people could travel around the Roman Empire. So he wasn't born December 25. There's another reason. The shepherds were out in the fields and they were looking after their their animals. Now the, the shepherds are never out in the fields in Palestine, in Israel, outside Bethlehem in the middle of winter because it is too cold. They bring the animals inside. But listen to me, my friend. Jesus was not born December 25, but whenever he was born, and I don't really care when he was born, whenever he was born, it was the greatest event in the history of the world. It was the greatest event, I believe, in the history of the the universe. God um, had become a human being. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. And the Bible tells us that Jesus was born at the very right time. Paul says in the book of Galatians, in the fullness of time, just think of it, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, when things were dreadful, when things could not have got worse, when depravity was covering the earth, when people were filled with despair, when the Jewish religion had lost its high and holy calling and had descended into the abyss of legalism and coldness and harshness, when people were looking for hope, a star rose in the sky and there was heard on the, on the night air, there was heard the cry of a little baby boy. God had become a human being. We all know the nativity scene of the birth of Jesus. It seems like a humble beginning. Was he born in a cave or a stable behind the equivalent of a Motel 6? The back of Motel 6? Well, Motel 6 is pretty good. 
It's one of my favorite places when I go to the United States of America. I don't mind Motel 6. But I think Wayne is saying, you know, it's not the uh, Waldorf Astoria, it's not the Sheraton, and it's not the Hilton. Jesus was born outside at the back of the inn. The Bible says, there was no room for the king of glory. Can you believe it, my friend? There's no room for the king of glory. He's born... He's born in a cattle shed. The only orchestra he has to greet him, the mooing of the cows, the bleating of the goats. Who is this baby? Let me read it to you. One of my favorite passages, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. This is no ordinary child. This is God. As a little boy, think of it, when Mary hugged him, nursed him, and kissed his cheek, she kissed the face of God. I tell you, my friend, I don't care when he was born. I do care that he was born. The biggest thought in the world is that the Creator became a baby to redeem us this tells me something. Would you please listen to me? You and I must be tremendously important. God came down to this earth. He came down to the battlefield. He came down to this hellhole. In earth's darkest hour, he came down. And he came down because he loves you. You think nobody cares about you. You are wrong. You think God doesn't care about people. You are wrong. God cares about you. God loves you. You are tremendously important. You are so important that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Everlasting Father, Prince, of peace. Many people are unsure what BC and AD time really mean. How did it come about? Now the Bible tells me, my friend Wayne, and welcome Wayne to our program today. You're the host of the program again. The Bible tells me that Jesus was born in the days of Herod the Great. Now, every historian knows that Herod the Great died in 4 BC, most likely March 4 BC. So Jesus was obviously born before Herod died and die, Herod died in March 4 BC. So Jesus was born before 4 BC. 
Most likely Jesus was born in 5 BC or 6 BC. Now, some people are going to say, well, now you got me really, really uh, confused. Let me tell you how it happened. In 525 AD, Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, a gentleman by the name of Dionysius worked out the BC and the AD time, but he made a mistake of at least four, five, or six years. Now, as everybody knows who's watching this telecast today, BC means before Christ. AD, of course, it doesn't mean uh, after the death of Christ. AD means uh, the, the Latin, as everybody knows, Anno Domini, which is translated in the year of the Lord. We say in the year of our Lord. And on occasions, the President of the United States will put out a great pronouncement and he will say, in the year of our Lord. This is of tremendous significance because Jesus Christ broke history in two. Nobody else has ever done that. Nobody else could do this. Confucius didn't do it. We don't say in the year of Muhammad or some other person. We say in the year of our Lord. Now, since society has become so secular, they now have CE, the common era, and they have BCE, the communists and everybody else who doesn't, who don't, believe the people who don't believe in the Bible. But they can't get away from it. They recognize that Jesus Christ is the person who broke history in two. He broke history in two because he's the only person who could, because he is the Son of God. Before we go to part two, Pastor Carter, can you tell us about the teddy bears? Now, we're asking all of our friends, near and far, to bring teddy bears at this time and to send them to the Carter Report, send them to the address on the screen. And we're going to take these little teddy bears in your name and in the name of Jesus, and we're going to take them to little children in the hospitals in Los Angeles and in other places, and we're going to say... Here is a teddy bear, and we want you to know this, that Jesus loves you. Many people, no matter what their age, still have their first teddy bear. It's hard to let them go. Their stitches might be loose, the stuffing flat, one ear a little lopsided, but they were always there for us. Imagine giving a child their very first teddy bear, especially when they are sick and lonely. They will always remember that someone they didn't even know cared enough to bring them a new friend when they needed it most. Will you help the Carter Report bring cheer to these children. You can mail a bear or send a donation and we will buy the bears for you. Please send your bears or a donation 
to the address on the screen. For COVID protection, please send the bears in their original packaging. Thank you for your kindness in giving cheer and comfort to children in need. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.